And then it's like offside. It's like, no, we have lasers from space that will tell you if your fingernail is offside. And it's like, all right, which is it? Let's pick one. But whatever. That's a debate for another time. So, yeah, that, but that, that changed the game a little bit, right? Because Oh, sure. It could have been 2-0 on the 30th minute and that's or 25th probably, minute, whatever it was. Even if you do have a lot of faith in yourself, as Saudi Arabia clearly did, I mean, that might have been too much to overcome. But, boy, I'll tell you what, man. Saleh Al-Shahiri, beautiful goal to start it up. And then... If you have not watched this goal, both the goals the, were great. They're both great, right? But Salem Al Dalsari, who had this tremendous, he's wearing the 10 shirt for them. He dribbles through, not even through. He was like in the box, got turned around, dribbled out of trouble like three times, and then uncorks one from the corner of the 18. Yeah. And you're like, that's gotten, oh my God, it went in and it set the place. I just completely off. Everyone just went nuts. I think anyone who was up in the morning watching this was going absolutely crazy watching I had a goal. hard time doing my show this morning as the game was like coming to an end. I'm yeah. sitting there yeah. like Bob, you know, like co-host on my show is like trying to talk to me. I'm like, I can't, I can't comprehend what we're, what's going on, man. I'm like, I'm busy. I, there's a gigantic upset that is brewing right now. Like, don't bother me. 37 game unbeaten streak yeah. was, was the record that Italy has and Argentina were hoping to try to match that at least and looked like they were going to do it up at, at first until those two goals and that Arturo Martinez goal getting called back changed things quite a bit. I mean, so. too, how about this? So they score in, what were the, like, r- right out of halftime, right? I mean, it was 49 and 52, I yeah. think, or yeah. 50 and 55. Like, they had a heck of a lot of time to defend Argentina, and Argentina had their chances. And how about Mohamed Al-Ois? I mean, oh. the goalie, for I mean, just Dude, outrageous. He Dude, played out, out of his nuts. mind. And then the, at the end of the game that scary scene where he need oh, one of his God, guys yeah. in the face on accident. Cause he's, Ooh. you know, he's everybody's playing for everything. I mean, and, and, and then he's panicking and he's almost like had to be consoled on his own. Cause he thought, right. it, you know, de- decapitated this guy almost to look like, or, I mean, it was just horrible. Like it was a bad injury. And then thankfully we got a thumbs up to see like, all right, players at least aware and, and awake enough to give a thumbs up to the crowd. And, but yeah, that was, that was a roller coaster of a game. The, the manager for Saudi Arabia, what's his name? Like, oh my Her, God, you Her, tweeted, Her, it, you tweeted something or other. picture out. I'm like, that is a gorgeous dude. That is a handsome mang. And apparently, like, when he manages domestic league teams, they fire him within, like, a year. Perfect. But when he manages, like, he, he managed a couple teams from Africa, too, to, like, good good finishes in their, you know, Cup of Nations tournament. He looks like Jamie Lannister is he what he really looks like. He really does, man. He's a, he's a handsome dude. And all I know is this. That guy, he can be my manager anytime. Crew have an opening, from what I hear. Maybe when you're done with the World Cup, United States might have an opening. Well, that developing. It's a developing situation. <laughs> We're going to touch our ears to the earpiece and say more on that as the week goes on. <laughs> By the way, just a real quick rundown of some of the biggest upsets in World Cup history. I put this right up there with any of these, but let me know if you did. Differ. You see the live odds on this? No, I did not. So where I believe it was at halftime, and Argentina were up one nil, or maybe it was sometime in the first half. Saudi Arabia was 250 to one odds to win this game live. Like in. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, it's no, this is a, this is, this is monumental. This is ridiculous. This is something that Saudi Arabia, they are 
a team that I don't think anyone expects. They're ranked 51st. Right. No one thought that. Not that that matters. It's Saudi totally. Arabia against Argentina, man. Yeah, right. I mean, it's anybody against Argentina, but especially one of the, this is a, this in the group, everyone was thinking, well, obviously Saudi Arabia is the first out. They lead a group that features Poland, Mexico, and Argentina right yeah. now. More on, <laughs> more on that in a minute, but just a real quick, here are some of the other upsets of all time in the World Cup. Tell me if you think this ranks with <laughs> any of these. Uh, Costa Rica blanking Italy one to nothing in Brazil yeah. 2014. I still remember this game. Spain losing to Switzerland. This great yeah, team, the 2010 World Cup, South Africa one nothing. Fun fact about that game is that that is the only time in World Cup history where the eventual champion would lose their first game. Yeah, it's the only right. time that's ever happened. Because that, they then they were pretty good after that. Last yeah. I remember, they were pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Republic of Korea, so South Korea, beat Italy two to one in Korea, Japan, two thousand two World Cup. Also, Senegal blanked France in that same World Cup. Brazil lost to Norway in France ninety eight. That was that was not good. Um, also, Bulgaria beat Germany in the ninety four World Cup. I did not remember that. I think no. that's amazing. Uh, and then finally, the last one I'll give you. This goes back to nineteen sixty six. North Korea beat Italy one to nothing. Italy's on this list a lot. Yeah. Um, but that's going back to 1966. So. Italy has also missed out on a lot of World Cups recently. Yeah, they sure have. I don't know how that happened, but it has. Um, all right, so let's switch gears. Let's talk about uh, Denmark. They got the job done, or got the job done. They they were held to zero zeros against Tunisia in this World Cup. Denmark, I thought, would, would do a lot better in this game than they did. But Tunisia, don't sleep on them. They are tough. They played physical in this game. It was a hard-fought match that ended up 0-0, and it sucks, man, because I was hoping for this to be a little bit better game for Denmark, but there you go. That was yeah, tied I up Yeah, I was now. too. I mean, you look at this game and look at the stats that came out to it. I mean, there wasn't really um, – there was a, it was a big chance. I forget who it was who missed a header, like wide open net. Other than that, like that was the one big chance in the game. I thought Tunisia had a pretty good game plan. You know what? We're going to control this game defensively. And we're not going to let Denmark get out on us and kind of control the possession. And they did. I mean, what was the, I think the final stat was 60 to 40 ball possession, 70 to 30. Argentina was over uh, Saudi Arabia a bit earlier on in that game. But yeah, I, I think Tunisia played their game plan perfectly, right? Like yep. we have some guys who know how to play some really good defense and we're not going to get ourselves killed in the first game of World Cup. So I thought they nailed that game plan perfectly. And then for Denmark, like all of a sudden, one of the favorites to go through, one of the dark horse favorites to compete big time in this World Cup into the knockout rounds. Obviously, it's still alive for them. Then you start looking at, all right, well, we've got Australia coming up and then France and France looked to be back to their form. So again, like it's just so interesting, man. We can sit here all day and predict and talk about everything that's going to happen. We have no clue what's no, going to happen. No, I know, in these but that's games. that's the beauty of the World Cup, and that's what we love about it. Is it is such an entertaining affair. And similarly, this Mexico Poland game that also ended in a scoreless draw, that was something where we talked about this on our preview podcast, not to toot our own horn, but Mehmet Ochoa, their goaltender for Mexico. Still, Guillermo Ochoa finds a way to make plays. Robert Lewandowski on a penalty kick. Ever heard of him? You'd you'd bet that. I mean, you'd bet that ten times out of ten, yeah. right? That he's going to convert that, and he's not going up against one of the like you know talismanic players that Mexico's ever had. And he happens to be a goalkeeper, right? I mean, but Ahmed Ochoa got Dude, it I'm done. I'm telling you, when Ochoa plays the in the World Cup, he's he's something, man. This he's is just his, it's a thing. It's a thing. This is his fifth World Cup. It's nuts. Drink it in. 
What an that's an amazing accomplishment. I thought Mexico kind of dominated the game. Too, they did, man. Poland. They I thought they 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 were hard done not to actually get out of that with a win, even though I know the penalty went for Poland and they had to you know basically wither that or weather that wither that. That's not who the cares. Word. Who cares? The point is. You're right. Mexico, I thought, had the better of the play and probably could have argued they should have had a couple goals at some point, but they didn't get them. Credit to Poland for, you know, finding a way. Like, I think both these teams can look at positives from this game and say, all right, we didn't do what we wanted to do, but now we got to figure out how to deal with mighty Saudi Arabia. Got to yeah, crack exactly. that nut. <laughs> and then they look at Argentina and they're like, well, that'll be it. Just, yeah, just push them over. over. No problems Bums. there. No problem. Man, there's no easy points in this thing. That's no. the World Cup, baby. That's how it works. Uh, finally... We will talk about France getting it done against Australia. And no big shock there, right? After Australia started off brilliantly, France kind of became France again, even though they've battled injuries. They have, you know, guys, they keep losing guys that any other team would be like, well, that's going to sink their chances. Yeah, Lucas Hernandez went down in this game. Looked yeah. like pretty nasty. And then his younger brother, Teo, comes in uh, for him at left back. And by the way, I mean, it sucked because Lucas, I feel like, had a pretty good chance of stopping uh, the initial ball by Australia, which then was put at the back of the net. Um, and so he goes down. You're like, all right, well, Australia's kind of kicking France's ass. And then all of a sudden, Bone, about five minutes after that goal, it was, ah, we're France. think we're going to kick this sucker into light speed. Well, and, kick and it up a notch. When you think France, right, you think of so many great names like Kareem Benzema. Oh, he's injured. He's not uh -huh. playing. Oh, you N'Golo think Conte. Paul, N'Golo Conte, Paul Pogba. Oh, they're injured. They're not playing. You think Adrian Rabio? Yeah. That's, that's just going to get your first goal. Uh -huh. I bet his mom was thrilled. You know that story, right, with his mom? Are you aware of this? Was this? She's the one who, during the Euros where they crashed out and they, like, didn't convert, a, like, Mbappe, like, missed his penalty and all that. She was, like, talking to the other parents <laughs> in the stands, and she said to, like, Mbappe's parents, like, you better... I hope you're going to say something to him because that's unacceptable. And it's like, oh, yeah, she's no, she's like his agent. So she basically. Well, I knew about her this summer because Manchester United yeah. were interested in her. Yeah. And it was like, mom says no to United. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And yeah. And Juventus, I believe, is where he's ended up. They've pretty much said, yeah, we're done with him. We're not bothering with him. Anyway, he scored a goal. Good for that guy. I bet mom's throat. But uh, the guys you would expect, Giroud had two goals. So. By the way, Olivier Giroud, uh, last World Cup. Did not score a single goal for France. Nope. Today he scores two. He then ties Thierry Henry uh, for the most goals in French history. He's on 51, so one more for him, and he breaks the all-time record. Thierry Henry, good. Last I Very checked. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Olivier Giroud, also good. Last I checked. And a guy uh, who might break uh, both of those records yep. is going to be the guy who then scored the third goal and his first goal uh, of this World Cup, and that was Killian Mbappe. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. No doubt in that. So not much to say from that one. We kind of expected that other than the start. But yeah, yeah there you go. France rolls on and uh, gets their campaign off to a good lead there. We'll take a break. When we come back, we will talk about what's on tap for tomorrow. You're listening to Bone and Beam United, brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. Brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. All right, here's what's on tap for tomorrow in the World Cup. Group F 
getting underway. We've got uh, the first game of that one starts off 5 a.m. tomorrow. That's Morocco and Croatia. Good one. Yeah, should be a, like should be a well-played game. Maybe doesn't have the upset potential that, of course, that Saudi Arabia-Argentina game did. But still, you could watch a really good soccer game right out of bed if you're getting up early. Maybe you get into the gym, get on the treadmill, pop that one on. That's a good one to watch. Then Group E, 8 a.m., Germany and Japan also getting Group really E underway. Good. That's Yes, like those are two games that should be excellently played by all four of the teams we mentioned. Group E, the second game there is at 11 a.m., Spain and Costa Rica. And I'm not going to undersell Costa Rica at all. No. Spain is great. Costa Rica, though, I think can make this a very entertaining matchup. And then you've got Canada and Belgium. Ooh. And I'll tell you, Canada. By the way, did you? They're see talented, man. Did they you see talented. everything that's going on with Belgium? Uh, I no, I don't know that I did. Off, All right, offhand. so we know we obviously we talked about this in our World Cup preview. The ten thousand elephant, you know, ten thousand pound elephant in the room is yeah, yeah. Cutter and everything they're doing for the World Cup, whatever. So Belgium. By the way, you're not allowed to wear the one love armband. So Harry Maguire, no. or Harry Kane couldn't wear that because if you do, you get a yellow card and teams don't want their players to get a yellow card. So Belgium right. have kits, white kits, bone that have like rainbow patches in them and like their accents are and rainbow. It's on the and inside on the, of the jersey where it's. No, 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 no. This is just the outside of the jersey. Like, the, oh, you know how Japan's right. got kind of different colors and everything around that's there. Belgium right, kind of has right. a similar thing and it's a little bit more pronounced. Uh, but Belgium has. Literally just had a stitching where it said love uh, on the back of it. And, like, you can't even see it. So, like, it's just inside of the player's That's kits. what I'm saying. That's on the inside of the jerseys where it says love. And that part. FIFA said, you can't wear that. So they've got that going for them. So apparently in the knockout rounds, because they, uh, one, are not allowed to wear their rainbow kits, two, are not allowed to wear kits that say love on the inside, even though they're not visible to anybody. So uh, Belgium only has one kit for at least the group stages, and that is their red kits. So Jeez. That's, uh, yeah. And if you're saying, why can't they say love? What is that? It's Go back and look at all the, it's LGBTQIA-based in the idea that in Qatar they don't want any th- displays of that that is not recognized. So we've talked about that on our various other podcasts. But yes, that's that's what this all stems from. Even though I don't. Number one, that's all terrible that they're not letting that happen. Number two, what does love like? What's love got to do with it, right? <laughs> like I mean, you're just saying the yeah. word love. Love right. is now banned. E L E. Everybody uh, love everybody. Right. That would be a good message, especially given all that's already happened there in the World Cup. So. All right, that's, that's uh, yeah, Belgium starts it off with Canada. I will say this, and I think any team that has watched Saudi Arabia's game against Argentina, I think any of the teams that you've watched play so far, even the U.S., what they did against Wales at the right. start of the game, go at these players from these big European clubs, man, especially if you're an underdog. Canada, run at Belgium. Like, sprint towards them. Leave your cares to the wind. Go, try, take them on head on, see what happens. May lose, you're probably going to lose anyway. So go try it, right? If you're Canada, that's the game plan. That's what I would say for Belgium tomorrow. But. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I'm watching that Argentina game and thinking about the U.S. I'm like, why can't you do that against England? I know England just beat the hell out of Iran the other day, but why can't you do that? By the way, a little update on that game as well. Um, you know, we're doing these dailies, and it's a Tuesday. U.S.'s next game is on Friday. Apparently, Harry Kane uh, is having his ankle looked at, mm-hmm. and I guess he is undergoing like a CAT scan or an X-ray or something on his ankle and boy tell you what i know he didn't register a shot but you think england without harry kane like all right yeah that's fine so you might want to put a pin in that situation because that might be rather interesting something to monitor for sure
we will definitely do that as well. And we'll keep you posted on these daily updates. Still trying to figure out how we're going to do Friday after our uh, watch party at the Zaftig. We'll, we'll find it. We'll figure it out. It might be a Saturday morning type of deal, mm-hmm. and that's okay if it happens. All right. Thanks again for listening to this. Of course, you can find all of our podcasts wherever you got this one. Subscribe on your podcast app if you can do that. And you could even leave us a nice review. That would be really swell. Maybe help other people find this podcast. Till next time, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Bone and Beam United.